I'm Alex Green, and this is Stereo Embers, the podcast. Check this out. of the Coronas, whose lead singer Danny O'Reilly is my guest today on the program. Now, before I tell you about Danny and the Coronas, I want to say this. We've been at it here at Stereo Embers, the podcast, for a little under a year, and Danny O'Reilly is the first guest to come back to continue the conversation we started a few months ago. Now, the Coronas are a huge band with a global audience of adoring fans, so it was no surprise when the first podcast we did got such a great response. But Danny O'Reilly, in that episode, revealed some things about himself that really resonated with you guys. And I don't know if we've gotten more letters for a show than we did with that episode. So before I explain why that was, let me tell you a little bit about the Coronas. Made up of Danny O'Reilly, Connor Egan, Graham Knox, and Dave McPhillips, Ireland's The Coronas have quietly become one of the biggest bands on the planet. But it didn't happen overnight. In the early 2000s, O'Reilly, Knox, and Egan met in college, where, along with another pal, they had a band called Kairos. That band dropped the name and the pal, and with McPhillips now on board, were rechristened Corona. The only problem? Well, there was a dance band from Italy who had the same name. Now, for all you young listeners at home thinking of forming a band, here's a good lesson to follow— when you come up with what you think is a great name for a band, ask yourself one very important question. Is there a dance band from Italy who has the same name? Sidestepping their Italian namesakes with the simple addition of an S, the Coronas were born. On the strength of a ferocious live reputation, the band's debut album, Heroes or Ghosts, went top 25 on the Irish album charts, which is no small feat. But what was most notable about the album was its staying power. It rested on the charts for about a year and a half. The band's sophomore effort, Tony Was an Ex-Con, came out in 2009 and dispensed with the top 25 showing of their debut and went straight to number three. Not only did the record clean up at the Meteor Awards in 2010, winning Album of the Year, it beat out efforts by U2 and Snow Patrol, in the process. Not too shabby. From there, the Coronas just kept crushing it. 
Their third album, Closer to You, went straight to number three. 2014's The Long Way hit number two, and then 2017's Trust the Wire landed at number one. Now, that's how you build a career. You just keep doing better and better until everyone knows who you are and no one remembers the name of a dance band from Italy. Okay, we've crunched the Corona's album numbers, but now let me give you some career highlights. They played at College Green during President Obama's Dublin visit. The crowd size? Oh, about 100,000 people. They have not only opened for Obama, they've also opened for Justin Timberlake, Paul McCartney, and The Script. They've played South by Southwest, Lollapalooza, and the Oxygen Festival. And what has become an enduring holiday tradition is the Corona's annual Christmas show at Dublin's Olympia Theater. Now, that show sells out so quickly, they usually add one or two more, and then those sell out quickly, and then they go, look, we're getting close to Easter now. What do you want us to do? The point is, that is a hot ticket, and it goes fast. The band have just released the fabulous new Reprise EP, which is a kind of stopgap between records, and they're touring the U.S., Canada, and Australia this fall. All right, you're totally caught up on the Coronas. So let's go to Shakespeare. In Measure for Measure, he wrote, Our doubts are traitors and make us lose the good we oft might win by fearing to attempt. Why am I talking about this? Well, because when we last spoke, Danny O'Reilly referred to his own creative self-doubt and his battles with getting in his own way. I prodded him a bit. Okay, maybe I prodded him a lot. And he got into it, detailing how doubt was such a corrosive element he continually fought against. As far as I know, it wasn't something he talked about that much in interviews, so it was a really cool episode because it was all new terrain— I don't think Corona's fans had really been exposed to that side of Danny O'Reilly. And it was very personal, but he was totally willing to break it down. He was honest, he was open, and he was totally charming. Now, we always get letters after our shows, but the Danny O'Reilly episode pretty much broke the mail truck. We got notes from, well, what seemed like all of you, from everywhere. From Israel to India to Berkeley, California, we got a ton of mail about that episode. Of course, all the letters we got were totally different, but one thing they all had in common was everyone seemed to say how much it meant to them to hear a guy like Danny O'Reilly admit that he was going through something that they were very familiar with, something like self-doubt, something like not having enough confidence, something like thinking the thing that you're doing is not good enough. And frankly, that's something we can all relate to. Now look, I loved all your letters. Every single one of them was incredibly moving. And I don't want to pick any favorites, but I'm going to. My favorite one comes from Charlotte from Cork. She's only 13 years old, and she wrote this. If Danny O'Reilly has his doubts, then I don't feel so alone in having mine. I know, rock stars come across like deities who are impervious to the struggles of daily life, but they're not. They have to put gas in the car. They have to get groceries. They have to stand in line at the Apple store and then get sent over to the Genius Bar and then make an appointment and then uh, throw something across the store and say, why did I ever get rid of my flip phone? They are people who are just like everybody else. They have to navigate those dark nights of the soul where we can't sleep because we're wondering if the best that we're giving is good enough. Well, trust me, it is. And those doubts that you struggle with, 
everyone goes through them. You go through them. I go through them. Even a guy from Ireland whose band beat out U2 for album of the year, he goes through them too. So let's talk to that guy right now. Enjoy my chat with Danny O'Reilly of the Coronas right here on Stereo Embers, the podcast. funny that you mentioned that when we last talked that I was sort of feeling a bit sort of you know having self-doubt and stuff and I think everyone has it and I still do at times but I'm in a very good place creatively now and 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 I'm and whereas I thought that maybe the self-doubt was this is how it's going to be forever you know I'm always going to struggle with writing from now on it's going to be harder as I get older I think that's what I said to you was you know I think you're more self-critical and it's more difficult as you get older but I'm starting to see now that maybe that was just a bit of a phase I was going through, you know, and and, and it's because it's coming easier at the moment, and and it's and I'm excited about our new stuff that we're writing. So I'm very excited about our next album next year, you know. Is it because one of those things where you know the more you do something, the better you get at it, right? So like it's easier yeah. to grow. Yeah, I think so. I think it, to a certain extent it is, but like you know, as as I talked to you last year, we'd. We we'd been we'd had four albums before that, you know, and and I I had been writing no problem, and I think I had a, a certain sort of, you know, almost naivety in in when we were writing the first album and and we in the first couple of albums and where I just didn't really care what people thought and I was just sort of had this confidence of a young man in his early twenties just <laughs> going this is a song and that's it, you know, and then as I got older and, and you know and you know we just turned thirty and it's sort of. Like, okay, well, can I say this? Is this cool to say? And I started overthinking things a bit. And I and I sort of, as I said, I sort of put that, you know what, maybe it just gets harder as you get older and you're a bit more self-critical and it's not going to come as easy and you have to work for it a little bit harder, which I was okay with. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm willing to do that. We'll, we'll be okay. But as I say now, I feel like this year I've got a new lease of life and we're writing new stuff and um, it's, it's, all going, it's all going really well. So I'm... Uh, I'm 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 really happy with with what, the way things are. Looking forward to getting back on on the road and, and looking forward to 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 touring and and traveling. You know, how are you pushing yourself creatively these days? I think we're just. I I, I don't want to say I don't want to sound like I'm lazy, but I don't really push myself. Like <laughs> I sort of when it feels right, it feels right. Like there is a certain amount of okay, you need to like I, okay, this is how I push myself creatively. I. I booked off a week and went down to this house in the country where we do a lot of writing. And I, you know, I turned my phone off and I didn't watch any television. I brought down my, my guitar and my, and there's a piano down there. And I just went down for the, for the week and, 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 and saw just to see what happened, you know, and thankfully lots of ideas started coming every day. And, and so that's, you know, I don't, I don't make myself sit down. I've, I've heard songwriters before, who talk about it like a job, like and and if it works for them, that's good. But I've heard like people that I love, there's a songwriter from Dublin called Damien Dempsey, who's amazing, and oh, yeah. he and he says that you know he sits down like at 10 a.m. in the morning and it's, it, he treats it like a nine to five, like and if he stays there till till 5 p.m., he'll get something good out of it if he does that every day, like, and I think that's amazing. Fair play to him. But for me, it's not. Sometimes I don't think it's about putting the hours in. It's about having yourself in the right frame of mind where when you do sit down 
that you would you would get creative flow i suppose and you, something will come out of you that you're like oh what where did that come from that's cool as opposed to sitting down okay you know it's time to start writing i'm going to write a few hits i'm going to try and do this i'm going to try and write this try and write that sometimes the more you try the more it feels like you're trying and sounds contrived and it sounds whereas if you're just like i mean even last night right like you caught me on a good day because last night i got home and I was sort of tired, and I was put on the television. There was nothing on, really, and I was just turned it off. And I went into the kitchen, and I started humming something. And I was like, what's that? I don't know. And I just took the guitar, and I started playing, and it came up with, like, two really rough ideas that will probably never see the light of day. But, like, it was the fact that I didn't feel like I had to, that I went and did it, you know? Whereas if I had been saying to myself all day, i got to go home tonight and write a song. i got to go home tonight and write a song. It's It's time I did it, you know? I probably would have sat down and just been like, mm, I don't know if there's anything happening today. I don't know. I'm trying to force it, coming up with something that I'm not really happy with. But you feel like, I don't know, I sort of, without getting too deep about it, sometimes I feel like you just want, I'm the vessel for the song to come out. So I just want the vessel to be in good form and happy in a good place and just sort of open and and ready you know, when 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 that little bit of magic comes that you're ready to just put it onto the page or put it down on an iPhone voice memo or whatever way you, and, and that you can work on it that way, you know. And oftentimes I'll leave it there on the phone for, for a while and, 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 and listen to it over and over again before I go and write any lyrics and it's just mumblings into a phone. But, but to me, I can hear a song developing out of it, you know. I'm sorry, that was such a long answer to no, your no, question. No. <laughs> no, because what you're saying is there has to be a certain degree of unconsciousness, right? Yeah, I think so. For for for, for being creative, I think, you know, there is a really great Irish podcaster who is a really great um, musician, but also comedian. And also now he's sort of like getting into mental health, mental health situations. His name is Blind Boy. And and he, so he doesn't even have a face. He he has a plastic bag over his head, and he's just sort of a character, like you know. And and he's creative. He's a writer, like you know. But he doesn't want his own identity to be to be known. And he has this amazing thing. I've been listening to his podcast, and it's sort of he talks about creative flow and how you get you get it once you get started. You can just go and and, and write, and 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 you sort of want to get out of the way of of that creativity. And I don't really write like that. It's not like you know, I just get little moments, little moments where I'll be playing away guitar for a while and all of a sudden, like, a slight little chord change and a slight little melody will come out of me and I'll just be like, oh, that's nice. And there, and that's my little moments and then I'll try and build the song around that a bit and, you know, try and create a, a, a corner of the song around that, you know, and try and find a few more of those moments. And someone once said to me that, you know, Corona's music is about moments. It's it, it, that's That's what we do where we have... A moment of a song that just is like, oh, that's a cool bit there, isn't it? You know, and I, and I think that's that's a cool compliment, you know. But uh, yeah, so I I do as I say, creativity is is something that you can't. I think you can't really prepare too much. Now, at the same time, don't get me wrong, I do think you need to be disciplined. You need to go, okay. You know, as I say, put across that time, put put away, put aside that time to to go and do and and be ready, you know, and. Uh, so there is a certain amount of discipline, but for me, it's definitely when it comes, just letting it come and embracing it and letting it sort of take over, you know? I think people like Dempsey or Billy Bragg or even Glenn Hansard, yeah. they seem yeah. like they are very 9 to 5 about it. They they almost seem like it wouldn't feel right to not do it 9 to 5. Yeah, yeah, and I love Glenn Hansard so much. Like I'm such a big fan of Glenn, and 
his writing is 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 incredible like and he's so prolific as well you know he's had i think he's already had three solo albums definitely two anyway you know since last of the frames and and then this like apart from all the stuff that he's done with once and and, and all that stuff in the albums he had with, with marquetta and, but um yeah i mean I, I i see i don't know the answers i think it's different for everyone i think you just have to do it whatever suits you you know and and i think you know everyone is different but I think for me anyway, it works well that I just get myself in a good headspace. You know, even if you're writing a sad song or you're writing about something that's making you down, you still need to, you know, or, or something that reminds you of something in the past that is sad. You need to be in a headspace where you're sort of, you know, comfortable to let it happen and sort of like ready to get it out and not forcing it. That's what I think the, the key for me is not forcing it. And also, you know, the Coronas are not a lazy band. I mean, you guys yeah. are out there in the world a lot. And I also wonder if being on stage as much as you are, that in, in many ways that's part of the process. Yeah, definitely. And I think when we when we write new songs, we love playing them live. And, you, and sometimes you can write a song, you think you have it nailed, and you play it live, and we all come off stage going, you know what, guys, it should be faster. And, and we all like, yeah, exactly. You know, because you get a sense from the crowd and the, and the buzz off the crowd, you know. And or you might you might say oh it needs to the arrangement needs to change it's too much this way it needs to, so playing it live is, is a great t- road test and also for us sometimes we'll just mess around the sound check you know someone will start playing something and you know we'll never really commit to having a writing session in a sound check as such but we'll be messing around with a few ideas and then when it comes down to writing you know one of the guys will go what about that song that we were playing the sound check that time you know and, and that wow. was cool we were just messing around with something like that and it, it's like a starting point for a song you know and uh and that's happened a little bit you know and, and i think because we've had it we've got a new bunch of songs now that we've been working on and that i'm excited about i'd say we'll start playing them in sound check a little bit and just getting a sense for them and 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 playing them on a stage like that even to an empty room or even just to it's, it's just your crew and your engineer listening to it even that gives you a sense of okay, yeah, that's sort of cool, or that needs a bit of work, or that needs to be changed. You know, there's only so much you can do in a rehearsal room just before you to to really to really understand what's best for each song. You know, it's actually really kind of cool to catch you without the album being done yet, because in, at yeah. this point in the process, it's really interesting to hear how you how you talk about the songs that will make up the record because you knew enough about the new record to know that the songs on the EP didn't belong on it. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and and those songs we really liked them, but they we definitely felt like they were from the past in a way, you know. Ah. Even though some of them were, were only written in the last year, but you know they were written with Trust the Wire in mind, and uh, or or the album before that, The Long Way. They were they were either for those two albums, and they hadn't quite gotten finished, or they just didn't get over the line, or. Maybe one person in the band didn't like it and it just didn't make the final cut or whatever before we got to the stage of properly recording. And and then we they were just songs that we revisited and said, you know what, that's cool. If we just work on that a little bit there, that that bit there always had something. Let's spend a bit of time on this and there's songs there to be worked on. But we definitely didn't see it as the next album, even though I think sonically it is a step forward. But I think with regards of what we want to say and and. and a piece of work we didn't feel like it was like a newish thing if that makes sense you know it was sort of in tandem with the last two albums but just sonically a bit maybe more out there you know but um yeah it's funny you're you're dead right because now i do feel like even though we're a long way away from recording the next one i'm already a bit like thinking about that like i i, I imagine we've so much touring planned this year 
between America, Europe, and then we're going over to Australia again, and we're going to America twice before the year's out. Like you know, so we we probably won't record the next album. I would say until like February, because we'll finish it off writing this in January and maybe a bit in November, but we we won't finish it till January. I'd say and. It could even be March by the time we're recording it, like you know. And um, but as I say, even though that's that far away, I still see it already starting to come together. Like, and and it's funny how that can happen. You, I can see it as a piece of work coming together, and and what it's going to. And that and that's I'm saying that after only six songs written on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it it's it and God knows if even those six will make the final cut. But once you get you start it, you sort of you can't stop it it's cool it's such a cool experience creating an album and you know that's the problem i suppose without getting into a totally different you know a conversation but the, the that is the beauty for as a creator for an album it is a piece of work even to this day the way everything has gone with spotify and and you know itunes and people just download one song at a time and singles you know but for us we still feel like album we're an album band and even though we, we have radio friendly singles and we try and release singles it's always about the album, you know, and 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 the piece of work, and and we love going in and locking ourselves away and recording it all in one go and stuff like that. So, it's uh, it's it's cool that we, that we still like that and love and look forward to doing it. I suppose next year. Uh, it's fun to hear you say that those six songs. Who knows? Maybe they don't even make the album because you know yeah. um, there are writers who start a new novel and they're fifty thousand words in and they toss them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah, a lot yeah. of words to toss. Six songs yeah. would be a lot of songs to toss, but you're certainly open to the idea that hey, maybe maybe those aren't the six. Absolutely, and I think it's funny because I suppose it depends on how many songs you have, also, and and you know, I think for the last record, we thought we had a bunch for for Trust Aware, we thought we had a bunch of songs that were going to be the album, and right at the last minute, we got three or four songs that. That that came in right at the end. That ended up we couldn't fake it. Was a single. Good feeling was another single. They were both written towards the very end. Another song, a bit withdrawn, comes toward, and that was you know number three on the album. It's pretty. It's a strong song, like I think you know, and so th- th- like they really strengthened the album and took the place of three other songs that we thought were were sh- going to make it, you know. Um, but you're constantly strengthening, you know. But I think when you get a good start, and as I say. Sometimes you write a book. I remember for The Long Way, the album before, we wrote a bunch of songs and we were like, you know what? I think we can do better. We were like, I remember sending them to my sister. My sister Roshin is a singer as well and she's one of the few people that I really, really trust. Like, I sent her this bunch of nine songs that we had written for The Long Way way back. And she was like, yeah, Danny, they're good, but I think you can do better. And I sort of got a little bit offended, but she was so right. Like, you know, <laughs> only one of those nine actually made the final Long Way album. Like, you know, the song called Science Scares Me Now. All the others were cut, like all the rest of them, you know. Um, so she was she was dead right. And so sometimes that can happen. But I think for these five, I, I, I hear something, these five or six that we've just finished, I definitely hear something in them. I think... I'm more sure that there's going to be three or four of these five or six that will make this because I just I'm happy with them. I think they're strong, and I think, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm re- I'm really sort of excited about the, about the new one, and it's, and it's cool to be that way. You know, it's 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 a great start once you get a start. Like it's uh, it makes it all a bit easier when you when you've got a couple of songs on, on like you know in the back pocket that are you feel are strong. You know, 
when when she told you that about those songs, was there a part of you that knew she was right, even yeah, though you were course. offended at first? Like, in other words, yeah. b- before you accepted her being right, did you kind of did you have a hunch before that anyway? Yeah, I mean, again, that's that self doubt as a writer thing you do, like you know, right. and 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 even I mean, it's funny, like we even with this bunch of songs, right, where I think they're great, but like the guys in the band, even though we write together and all that. You know, sometimes they they'll they, they wouldn't give too much away. They're not the type of people to get really excited. Like I can get excited, and I'm excitable. <laughs> but like we after our, we had a recent we had a big show in Cork, and I said it's an Oxy, our bass player about one of the five songs in particular. Like, and I was like, what about that song? Like, that's a cool song, isn't it? Like, and we had a couple of drinks on us, you know, and and straight away he was like yeah man that's chill like that's chill and i was like i was like relief even though i knew deep down it was a good song but i still you never know sometimes you just never know like sometimes and other times you can write a song that you think is not that great and all of a sudden it starts connecting with people and and you know that's happened to us with our with our first couple of our first album in particular we wrote a song called san diego song that i thought was like terrible i thought it was a b-side i thought it wasn't gonna do anything like you know and it and it connected with a load of people and gave us a leg up and you know got us to start in ireland and and things started happening from there you know and you know and then the other times there'd be songs where i think like wait until the guys get a load of this and i'm playing for the rest of the band and they're just sort of like yeah it's okay i'm like (laughs) oh god you know so sometimes you just don't know you know so there's always that bit of fear like you know but as i said sometimes you don't know the other way as well so sometimes you can think this isn't great i'll play for people and they go oh no it's really cool so but i maybe i I do think with with that initial batch of songs i sent to roshin I'd say deep down I knew that we weren't quite there yet, you know, but maybe I didn't, I thought that maybe three or four of the nine would be good enough, but, you know, she was closer than I was, you know, only one of the nine made the final cut, you know. How uh, how willing are you to take chances now? In other words, do you feel that you can swing a little freer? Because you guys are a very successful band. Yeah. Um, sonically, are are you and creatively? Yeah. Are, are do you want to sort of take some chances you haven't taken before? Yeah, I think so. I think so, and I think it's funny. We we know at the same time we do want to take chances, but we do know what we're good at. I think we've been we are are, are more come to terms with that. We know where our strengths are at as well. So there is that finding that balance of of swinging and trying things. But like we don't want to come out and pretend we're Radiohead, like and and, and you know and, and write crazy songs with mad time signatures and and rhythmical stuff going on because, you know we're 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 a pop rock band at the end of the day. But you're right as as we get older, I think with the new EP in particular, we have we have tried a few things and thankfully it's gone well. So maybe for the next record we might try more, you know, um. But then again, you don't know. The songs will lead us. Like, if we have songs that are just simple, subtle, and, you know, sound good with just the four of us in a room, we wouldn't rule that out of going down that, that avenue as opposed to trying some mad stuff, you know. And, you know, I suppose nearly in this day and age, like, you know, four band members live, bass drums, guitar, that that's nearly more unusual these days than having a lot of synths and trying crazy computer dance beats and stuff. That's what everyone seems to be doing. And vocoders and you know, yeah. you turn on the radio now and you hear people every song sort of sounds, you know, produced and, you know, synthy and vocoders and vocal effects and all this sort of stuff. And so maybe 
pushing the boat out might be going back and just having the four of us in a room and doing a live vibe you know and a bit like our first two records so you ne- you never know you never know but as i say we, we will always let the songs guide us in that way if they sound good you know understated then we'll go that way if they sound good you know backs to the wall banging it out then we'll go that way as well so we we won't uh we'll see how we're fixed i suppose when we have the next batch of songs like and and, and see how things sit down then you know how aware are you of your contemporaries? You know, how are you – I don't mean to suggest that you're a competitive guy, but when you hear mm. albums by Radiohead or whoever it might be, mm. Um, mm. do you kind of go, oh, man, that's pretty good? <laughs> yeah, I, I never, I never ever would look at someone else, even a, even an Irish band who are the same sort of size as us, say, and, and, and vying almost for the same radio slots or anything – if I hear something I like, I'll never, ever be like, oh, man, and see it as a negative. If it's something I like, it's something I like, and I'm I'm happy to do that, like, you know, and, and oftentimes people might be like, oh, what about that band? You know, they, they got this lot ahead of you guys and all this sort of stuff, and I think that stood to me. I think if, if you went in being, like, negative and you want another band and maybe not do as well or, or having a weird thing of jealousy, I, if anything, maybe it might kick us on kick kick me on as a writer as well it might be like you know what they can do it they're still doing it you know i look at bands like the national like i love them so much like and and they they're you know six albums in or whatever they are and, and they're just getting better like and they're just amazing and and the same irish bands bell x1 like you know just just continue to release amazing records like you know and uh and they continue to do it, and it, it as I say, it just spurs me on. And it's, I never get to the stage where it's like, oh God, we have to up our game. You know, I, I heard that really good thing about uh, the Beach Boys and the Beatles, where the Beach Boys came out with Pet Sounds, and and the Beatles like were like, oh my God, have you heard this? We're gonna have to try something mad here, like. And then that's how they wrote Sgt. Pepper's, like you know. So, but and uh, but I think that's good. It's it spurred them on, but I never. If it's music I like, it doesn't matter who, and it doesn't matter what genre, it doesn't matter, you know, how big or small the act is, you know, they could be the biggest band in the world, if it's a tune I like, I'll be into it, like, and it doesn't, I would never be like a a music snob, like, that's too poppy for me, or that's too this or do that, you know, so I, I think I've always just been like that, and I just, you know, even if there's an uncool band that I'm not meant to like, if they have a tune I like, I'm just going to tell everyone I love that song, like, you know so (laughs) even if it's you know taylor swift or whoever you know i'll 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 say it and i've no never any shame when it comes to musical taste you know you're open to a good song absolutely i'm always about the song always about the song you know i just recently got into hosier and and i had written Mm. hosier off and i Mm. got into him by accident and he Mm. kind of knocked me out yeah man some of his lyrics are amazing some of the some of the songs on that album are just incredible like and it's it's just it, he has a soul there's something in in those songs like that they just they just hit you they're just soulful and and but still accessible and still sort of relatable like and uh yeah looking forward to seeing his second album too yeah i am i am too uh now for you i look at your schedule and i go when does that guy have time to himself because you <laughs> you don't really stop no but i don't know like i think in fairness, we had a little bit of time off this summer. We had we had some big shows in Ireland and a couple of festivals, and now we're going back to the states tomorrow. No, Thursday, we're playing and the Lola Blues this weekend and another festival then. But 
I, we have had a bit of time off for the summer and I've enjoyed it. And I like being busy in the winter. So I love touring and leaving Ireland when it's starting to get dark here. Like the like October, November, December, January in Ireland is wet and cold. And that's what I love being busy, like, you know. And we'll come back Christmas time is always good fun. Obviously, we have family and stuff. So we'll be back in the middle of that to break it up. But January, again, I'd say we, we will lock ourselves away and, and write the album and... And, you know, so we, even if there's no shows booked, we will make sure we're working in those months. And then if we have a bit of time off later in the year, that's good. But you know what? We love what we do. You, you know that from the last time I talked to you. And oh, yeah. We, 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 we appreciate it and we don't take it for granted. Like, so long may it continue. And, and we, st- yeah, we still enjoy it. Like, we still, we still get a kick out of it. And we don't work so hard that it ever feels like work. We, 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 work, we work hard, but we... We enjoy it as we go, you know, so we're, we're blessed, like, you know. Well, you're no stranger to big shows. How are you feeling about Lollapalooza? Oh, we can't wait, man. We spent the summer in Chicago, uh, like, when we were, in 2006, the year before the first album came out. Like, we just, we went there for a summer. Like, we weren't playing any shows or anything. We were just, well, we were there for probably six weeks, like, and it, it was just amazing. You know, we were getting part-time jobs and just enjoying it. And, you know, and I was writing some songs for our first album there. But we actually went to Lollapalooza just as, as you know, as fans, like, and, and got bought tickets and went down. And I remember saying to the guys, like, could you imagine if we played here? Like, if we if we got to the stage where we, we played here, like, and, you know, here we are 10 years later playing. It. And so it's, it's, it's going to be one of those things we're just going to, we're going to enjoy the weekend. We're going to... Go see some other acts. My favorite, the National are playing. Arctic Monkeys are playing. The lineup is just incredible. Like, and as Chicago is a city that we love, we spent the summer there. We've been back a couple of times since. We had a great show there on our last American tour. We played Lincoln Hall. It was amazing. So I'm, I'm hoping we get a bit of a crowd, and you know, we just get to enjoy the weekend. You know, I'm sure it's going to be incredible. Um, have you seen mm-hmm. the National play live before? Oh yeah, plenty of times. I've uh, yeah, I'm obsessed. Uh, I, I, I saw them just this summer in in uh, in Dublin in Donnybrook Stadium and it, it was great. But I saw them uh, last year in this tiny venue in Cork. They were doing this special festival in, in Cork, the Cork Jazz Festival, and the, it, it, this venue is called the Opera House. We've played there before, but it's it's only like 1300 capacity, and it was just amazing to see them in such a, a small space now. Because obviously they usually play bigger bigger shows, you know, but. Uh, yeah, it's so good, so good. Like, yeah, um, so I'm excited about about seeing them. There's a load of acts on the bill. Like, churches are another band down the bill that I can't wait to see. So yeah. I've seen I've seen them before in a couple of festival bills, and they're they're going to be good. But yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool. There's another Irish guy playing it as well called Dermot Kennedy, who's an amazing singer songwriter. He's got a powerful voice, and and he has a couple of amazing tunes. So looking forward to seeing him too. But the lineup is just great, you know. So we're going to be there on Thursday and you know be at the festival friday saturday and then our set is going to be sunday afternoon so it's going to be cool it's going to be a great weekend tell me uh what you've done this summer for fun for fun we've watched the world cup with soccer we we love watching soccer and all sport really we we love sports and uh yeah i i got a bit of a break i went to spain to see a rugby final uh, the european cup of rugby which leinster my my local province won and uh, yeah, I, I got. I suppose we've had a couple of trips away, but you know, I mean, everything we do is fun. We got to play a couple of big shows here. Like last weekend, we played 
their hometown, like to thirteen thousand people in an arena and it was sold out just for us, like and it was just amazing, like crazy. And then the weekend before that we played two shows in Cork around five thousand capacity each, like and and like it's just amazing that we we still do those numbers like and it, and it, it, you know it's, we still pinch ourselves you know we went to these venues as as kids and and now we're now we're selling them out like these big arenas like you know so it's uh it's it's we're lucky we're so lucky that we get to do it so we we just we just enjoy it and yeah i don't know we just hang out and watch, watch some movies watch netflix whatever same as everyone you know you were the first guy to do a repeat performance on the podcast. <laughs> oh, well, you know what? That actually means a lot to me. Honestly, I was looking forward to this podcast. I know that you uh, just you don't ask the normal questions. You know, you, oftentimes you'll do an interview and someone will be like, okay, so where did you start off playing? You know, or tell me, or do you guys compare yourselves to you two or whatever? Just the <laughs> usual sort of Irish band questions, but... I love chatting to you because I can be really honest straight away and get get into it. So I'm very honored that I'm a, I am a repeat guest on your podcast. Thank you. You are, guys. and well, thank you for the kind words. And it's uh, it's good to talk again. We'll we'll do it a third time. We'll go for a hat trick. Definitely, definitely. Maybe next time we'll do it in person. We we'll get to maybe even play a song or something, and we can do it at a, at a gig or something like that. Let's cool. do that. That would be so good. Be, let's yeah. do that. Cool, guys. Great to talk to you. Thank you so much, man. A very sweet guy to talk to, that Danny O'Reilly. Very honest, very down-to-earth, very open, and uh, just a really cool guy to chat with. Now, if you are interested in more about the Coronas than you learned on this podcast, go to thecoronas.net. Pick up their new EP called Reprise. There's five songs, and they're all fantastic, and their tour dates are there. This is a band that goes around the world and back. So they're, uh, they're bound to be coming to your country, your city, your state, your town, your province, uh, your place of business. I don't think they're coming to your place of business, but if you see the Coronas outside where you work, invite them in and give them a sandwich. Now, if you have some stars in your pocket and you're saying to yourself, what do I do with all these stars? Go on to iTunes and subscribe to Bombshell Radio, to Stereo Embers, the podcast, and give those stars to us, maybe five of them. Uh, maybe 10 of them, five for Bombshell, five for the podcast, and we'll call it even. Also, if you're there and you have some time on your hands, write us a review. We read these things, and our self-worth is wrapped up in the words that you write. Okay, yeah, we're that fragile. I'm Alex Green. This has been Stereo Embers, the podcast. Now, if you have any suggestions for who you'd like for me to interview, drop me a line, editor at StereoEmbersMagazine.com or on Twitter at EmbersEditor, and tell me who you'd like me to have a chat with on the program, and I will do my best to track them down. Okay? All right, let's close things off with a new song from the Coronas. This is taken from their brand new EP, the Reprise EP. This is I Hope She Knows. Enjoy it right here, and I'll see you next week on Stereo Embers, the podcast.
I'm too big.